0: Fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
1: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: There is a lot to discuss today, and one of the things I want to start with is Iran. What the hell is happening with Iran? Also, this hour we have the um, uh, we have the Attorney General of the state of Texas, Ken Paxton, with us to talk to us about the. The lawsuit that Texas is currently engaged in and the Trump administration has just joined that could overturn the entire Obamacare system. Uh, and it, the way I read it, it looks like John Roberts, because of the contortions that he went through to try to get that thing to, to hold together, it may actually now fall apart because of that. We'll talk to Ken Paxton coming up. First, Iran. And what are they doing? In one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Takovas, are you somebody that likes to wear boots? I love my boots. And I get them from Takovas. You can wear them uh, in the studios. You can wear them in New York City. You can wear them as you're working as I do on my ranch, uh, you can wear them anytime and by selling directly to the customer, Tacovas boots are about half the price of similar boots or another way of saying is they're twice the quality of a similarly priced boot. Their boots are all handmade. They have like two hundred different steps to make these. They're very high quality, full grain leathers by world class boot makers. Lizard, alligator, ostrich, uh, really exotic uh, leathers. No shortcuts. Like I said, it takes artisans handcrafting them two hundred steps, and they are made comfortable. They're made to actually fit you. Uh, right out of the box, so you don't have to break them in at all. Check out their site. See all the different styles. They have a full line of belts that match the boots. Wallets, jeans, great line of women's boots as well. It seems weird to order boots uh, online, but it is remarkably easy and accurate. Uh, free shipping, free returns. So the ordering is risk-free. It's Tecovis. Tecovis. They always err on the side of their customers. Great boots, they feel great, and they are at a great price. Find your pair today at Tecovis.com slash Beck. That's T E C O V A S Tecovis. Tecovis dot slash Beck. There is a really uh, there's something happening um, with the acceptance of gay sex. It's in decline in the UK. That is the big story today. But there was another story that came out in a study in the United States over the holiday weekend that I also want to share with you. It's a new Harris poll. Something has changed. And I think I know what it is. Uh, And to me, it makes total sense. The left is like, what is happening? Those polls can't be right. I think it makes total sense, and I'll give it to you here in just a second. What doesn't make sense to me today, uh, unless Iran wants war, is what's happening with Iran. In the last few weeks, they have shot down a U.S. drone. Uh, We almost had war on that. Thank goodness uh, Donald Trump changed his mind at the last minute. Uh, Then, before that, they had mined two uh, oil uh, uh, tankers. So they blew up two oil tankers. Last night, uh, the British went and uh, boarded a ship, took a ship uh, that they said was was full of Iranian oil, which is illegal to ship it to Syria. So it's in the Strait of Hormuz. Uh, the British, they, I think they had a frigate or a uh, was it a frigate that, that, um, or, or battleship that came and, and blocked it. 30 Royal Marines boarded, took over the ship. Iran said they're going to pay a heavy price for this. We'll see. What are they doing? We have Jason Buttrell with us, uh, and Jason uh, has the latest. He oversees our research and, uh, and our, our foreign affairs and military affairs around the world. Jason, what are they
2: doing? Uh, the, Iran's doing what they always do every time they deploy uh, any kind of military asset, which is usually by the IRGC. And they are a non-conventional force. So I think it's very, very important to understand that, that, um, that Iran does not want war. The United States does not want war. Um, General Wingmaster said, said it the best. He said there's two ways to fight the United States military, non-conventionally and stupidly. Nobody is going into a conventional war with the United States, not the United States Navy and not in that area. And I, Iran knows this. The IRGC knows this. What they do want to do, the non-conventional things they do want to do is they want to use elements like the IRGC or Hezbollah or all the little Shia militias to harass, um, to do whatever they can to make it so economically painful in that area that they want to force us to the negotiating table. It, it's, it's, it's no coincidence that, you know, the, uh, the Iran, they, they collaborated with the North Koreans to get their nuclear uh, uh, program up to speed. Now they are using the exact same strategy of I'm the crazy guy. You don't know what I'm going to do. Um, the uh, Khomeini is yeah, but a Kim Jong Un. do they Jong-un.
0: realize? Do they realize that that's the strategy of, of Donald Trump? <laughs> right. I'm the
2: crazy guy. <laughs> right. I just might send the nukes over to you. And I think, I mean, uh, yeah, he's the last guy you screw with. For sure, they don't know what he's going to do, and that's kind of one of the geniuses Correct. of the of the Trump doctrine. There is they have no idea. I agree. Like they're they're he's very unpredictable. That's why they're they're doing a lot of probing right now. They had no idea how Trump was going to respond to downing of an unmanned drone. Like they they had no idea, so they probed. They had no idea how he would respond to a couple of tankers with those ridiculous uh, limpet mines, where they stuck. That, that was not meant to cause any real damage. That was caused. That was so. What should shoot. he? what should he be doing jason sanctions 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 he's doing exactly, exactly what he's s- supposed to do exactly like okay. th- this this uh, this swarming attack was not serious It was not serious at all because the Iranians knew, just as we knew, that there were naval vessels all over the place out there. They knew that they would be on them instantaneously, and that's exactly what happened. What they're trying to do is they're trying to drive up the insurance costs of oil tankers going through that strait so incredibly high that the companies, that the world, that governments will say, look, Trump, please, Go to the negotiating table. Get this under control. That's what they want. Well, there's some facts right now that coming out of the uh, Iranian economy. Their inflation rate just topped 50%. Now, the last time they were forced to the negotiating table, it wasn't even anywhere near 50%. And then Rouhani was yeah. t- guaranteeing to the people that he was going to drop it below 20%. But now it's topping 50%, and the people are going crazy in Iran. You're already seeing... Uh, you imagine... Uh,
0: just just for just for the average person, imagine a loaf of bread being fifty percent higher than it is today in less than a year. Food. Imagine the cost of everything that you have going up fifty percent uh in less than a year People would be on the streets now they 're not on the streets currently uh, because the crackdowns are so bad, but this is the kind of thing that helped the United States collapse the Soviet Union. We, um, we pressured them, we sanctioned them, we drove them into bankruptcy. And then at the same time, we were helping the people on the streets of, you know, Poland, uh, through the church. And also because we had a great ally in Margaret Thatcher, um, uh, our, our operatives were also in helping those people organize
2: and try to, overthrow the government which they did. That's exactly right. You're exactly right, Glenn. <clears throat> for, speaking of food prices, and that's the one of the biggest things that always brings people out into the streets in Iran. Uh the jump mm-hmm. in food staples is absolutely insane. 85% increase since May. Jeez. 85%. That's why you're seeing all this aggression from Iran right now. And I tell you what, it's going to get worse. And the the key thing for us is to be not hyperbolic about it. Uh, The Trump administration needs to not respond overly aggressive. The the Iranians are being very, very careful, but it's going to get worse. They're going to use people like Hezbollah, groups like uh, all their different militias uh, in Iraq, for instance, that are going to get very, very close to, let's say, the U.S. Embassy, the Green Zone uh, in Baghdad. They're going to get very, very close to U.S. troops in Syria. But if there's ever a—this is where it could change. If they mess up, if there is a loss of life, um, between U.S. personnel, allied personnel, that's when this thing could escalate. They're playing a very, very dangerous game with this escalation. But as long as it doesn't, if it stays like it is now, like drones getting knocked out, okay, yeah, that, that sucks. It's very, very expensive. The, the, that drone that got hit, the, uh, was that last, uh, a couple weeks ago, was more expensive than an F-22, for crying out loud. Those things are expensive. Um, but as long as they don't cause any loss of life, or they don't, let's say if they don't sink a tanker, um, then this will not escalate. But the Trump administration needs to hold the line here. Continue with what you're doing. Keep those sanctions going. The Iranian people will do this for him. They really will. Yes. This. There. I think that. I, I think that cooler heads um,
0: uh, prevailed, and I don't think Donald Trump. I mean, you know, the left is trying to make him look like a warmonger. He is always against war. He's yeah. always been against interventionalist uh, thinking. Um, even though he has John Bolton, you know, I really believe that he is a guy that doesn't believe we should be involved everywhere. He has a very long record of that. Um, and so I think, uh, when he, you know, when he figured out or when somebody came to him and said, look, 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 no loss of life. This will be an, just an endless bloodbath. It'll not be good. If we go in, we're on the right track. They're only doing this. Uh, because we're on the right track, I I, I think um, uh, his true colors showed um, that he is not a guy that wants this kind of of confrontation. And it amazes me that they all say that he's such a warmonger and, and, uh, and he's surrounded by warmongers. John Bolton is there. Have you read anything about what John Bolton is saying about this? What is his recommendation?
2: Yeah, I, 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 haven't heard him say anything publicly on it lately. But I think John Bolton plays perfectly into if if this really is a strategy by uh, by by uh, President Trump, then I think it's genius to put a guy like John Bolton. Uh, at the head Me of the too. Pentagon, it's 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 absolutely genius because it it plays into that unpredictability. Now, if if yes. it has no weight, if you have I don't know, you know, if you have a pacifist up in there, you can't play the doctrine mm-hmm. of look, you don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to strike at any time. You can't play that. But everybody no. in the media, ever, all of his opponents, everyone has been saying, "Oh, warmonger, warmonger," that he just wants to go to uh, go to war. That's good. That's great. Exactly. It's great. It's good. And we know it's, by now know what, is, is we have. We have always said for I don't know how
0: long, oh, man, why do we tell everybody exactly what we're going to do? Why do we tell everybody in advance that doesn't work to our advantage that almost uh, guarantees the conflict uh, where here you don't know where the line is? You don't know what he's going to do. His his record shows that he is. Uh, somebody that uh, just does not want war, doesn't want us to be involved in the Middle East. He's on record saying destabilizing the Middle East, it, you know, was exactly the wrong thing. He's been against the Iraq War. He was against uh, the uh, the surge. He was against what we were doing in Benghazi. He was against what we're doing uh, in Syria. He wrapped it up quickly with ISIS. I mean, this guy has every bit of record saying, I don't want to do this. And he because he's surrounding himself with the best military minds, he is peace through strength. I Look, I want yeah. peace. And I think this is a great example. And Reagan, I think, was this way. Um, that it's a great example of, look, I don't want to fight a war, but if we have to, oh, I'm going to fight it to win and we'll obliterate you in the first 10 minutes. That's the attitude the American president should always have. I don't want war. I have a long record of having a very patient and long fuse on this. Don't do it. Don't do it. But if you start killing our people, I'm going to turn your sand into glass in about five minutes. And then I'm going to go home. Yeah. And leave you with the message: Don't screw with us. We are your best friends, as the Declaration of Independence says. We are your friends
2: in peace, and your worst enemy in war. That's You're, important. Do you remember when uh, John Bolton had that uh, that that s- supposed slip up when he had a, written uh, when they were talking about Venezuela and it was written yes. on the back like yes. five thousand U.S. Yes. troops or whatever to right? So that's right. exactly proving our theory here there's no way yes. that was a mistake that was a will he or will he not because you know i'm you know the mustachioed one i'm john bolton i'll do Good, it yep. i'll do it Yep. no no, no. yeah i want to do it right. please let me do it i want to do it i want to send the troops so
0: state john i know john bolton <laughs> john bolton is one of the most buttoned up guys ever right ever for him to walk in and have send 5,000 troops to Venezuela Come on. on the back of a notebook that he's holding right directly towards the press is just ridiculous. All right, more in just a second. First, let me tell you about X chair. How you doing in the X chair, Jason? Ooh,
2: comfy. I'm close to falling asleep here. Rat this thing's
0: awesome. Bastard, you. Uh, I don't have an X chair up here in our studios in New York.
2: You know, now that now that now that now that
0: you know I'm traveling around and doing that, can we just please put X chairs in all of our studios, please? Uh, X chair is such a great chair. Um, It's one that you, as Jason said, you could fall asleep. That might have something to do with the show, Um, but uh, you could (laughs) fall asleep in. It is a comfortable chair, as comfortable as any recliner, uh, but it is also a great chair, like this one. I hate this one. First of all, my back has hurt all week. Um, because of this stupid chair, I don't even know what it is. It's probably a stupid office chair from Staples, um, but it's it's not supporting my back. the The back goes down too far, so it's pushing my butt forward uh, instead of my instead of the lumbar support. It sucks. It sucks. Now, if you have this problem with a chair, you owe it to yourself to try to find the X chair that's right for you. They have the X Basic. Or the X1 through the X four. They have something that fits your body and your budget, and it's a money back guarantee. You don't like it after 30 days, ship it back. Not a problem. They can't afford to do they can't afford to do that guarantee if they're not really sure you're gonna love the X chair. So get it now. Go to Xchairbeck.com, Xchairbeck.com. dot or call 1-844-4-X chair eight four four the number four x chair that's xchairbeck.com use the promo code x wheels and they're also going to upgrade to a free set of the new x wheels with your chair it's xchairbeck.com promo code x wheels ten seconds station id So, Jason, let me ask you one more question about Iran. Then I want to switch the subject. Got it? Um, When it comes to Iran, uh, how how much do you think the elites, the especially the religious council, actually believe in the twelfth Imam and the destruction of Israel? How much do you think they actually believe that?
2: I think that's the majority of the Mullahs. We know that's the Ayatollah, so all of their religious elite. And I think that's probably 95% of the IRGC, which which is very, very dangerous.
0: Okay, that's the Iranian... Uh, Republican Guard, right?
2: Right, they're the ones that answer only to the Ayatollah, uh, and well, I would I would say the Mullahs and the Ayatollah, but pretty much only to the Ayatollah. They operate basically as a separate government, which again is very very dangerous. They don't answer to you. You know, it was not too long ago their their mini, foreign minister Javad Zarif tried to retire, but the president Rouhani didn't let him do it. And the reason being is what everyone thinks Is because the IRGC is just doing their own foreign policy He's like why don't we even have a Department of State over here Because they're just doing what, whatever they want to do They are operating And it, it's, it's crazy because it offers them uh, deniability They're like no we, we didn't send those ships out To seize that British tanker That uh, They probably had no idea that that was going on That was all IRGC And they are pretty much all 12-er uh, um, Shiites which, which is pretty dang scary Once you know what they want to do They, they want to bathe the world in blood right. That's what they want to do So imagine
0: if we had, um, this is a great explanation, I think, a good conversation to have. If you want to understand Iran, imagine if we had our federal government, and then above the federal government, there was this group of religious fanatics. And I don't care what religion they were, but they believed, let's say they were Christians, and they believed they could hasten the return of Jesus, and they had ultimate control, so they had an army uh, of, of their own, and they had all of the tools at their disposal. So they could launch a nuke if they wanted to uh, for their religious reasons. They could go round up people on the street for religious reasons and the president and the congress would have nothing to do with it and if they really you know said anything bad about them they would be rounded up and killed as well and all of the politicians were vetted before they could even run by this religious council that's what's happening in iran that's the system of government that they have and it doesn't matter what the people believe what matters is what those that, that ruling council believes and those are mullahs, and they are the religious fanatics. And that's why you can't allow them to have the nuclear bomb, because most rational people will say, you know what, we have it as a deterrent, we have it because it'll it'll make people listen to us, but we're never going to use it. The religious zealots, imagine if a bunch of Christians were um, running a country that was developing a nuclear w- weapon, and those Christians We're saying, it is my belief that if I launch uh, a nuclear attack against another country, that Jesus will come home soon, and we're just going to hasten the second coming. And so we're doing the work of Jesus. Would anyone take that country uh, and say, ah, don't worry about it? This is what's happening with Iran, and that's why America should pay attention to everything they're doing. It goes well beyond oil, and it is not the same as Kim Jong un having a nuclear weapon himself. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Simply Safe. Uh, they're porch pirates. And in Texas, I love Texas. We're going to talk to our attorney general here in a second about Obamacare. But in Texas, you're going to face felony charges. Now, if you're a porch pirate, I've never heard of a porch pirate. I mean, that sounds like something we would have done as kids. Ah, me maybe. Um, but a porch pirate is somebody who goes and sees boxes on a porch and then steals them. Now, if you're caught doing that, at least in Texas, you're going to do serious time. But Texas is full of hanging judges, Uh, not the rest of the world. They're like, oh, but maybe he needed that box simply safe. This is why we have simply safe. Simply safe offers your whole home protection around the clock, including the porch. Nobody's going to try to upsell you. There are no contracts. You own the system. Video doorbell watches over the porch. Entry sensors cover every door and window. Motion sensors, glass break sensors and high definition cameras. These are the guys I trust and you should trust for your home security. Simplysafebeck.com.
2: That's SimpliSafeBeck.com. Want to hear more from conservative voices? Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. That's G-L-E-N-N for $10 off.
0: Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tacovus. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tacovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitching or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tacovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately, comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service. Tacovas always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. slash back. That's T E C O V A slash back. There's a, we have Ken Paxton, the attorney general of the great state of Texas, coming on in just a second. I love this guy. Um, he is a pit bull, and he's going after Obamacare. The Trump uh, administration has joined this lawsuit, and there's a chance that the entire law is thrown out. Uh, and we'll get his read on that coming up in uh, just a second. There's a couple of things, a story that came out today from the Guardian acceptance of gay sex is in decline in the UK, the very first time since the AIDS crisis, 30 years. This is a story, 30 years of increasingly liberal attitude towards gay sex may be coming to an end after the number of people who said they considered it wrong rose for the first time since the AIDS crisis. In 1987, when every household received somber leaflets warning, don't die of ignorance, nine out of ten people thought that there was something wrong with sexual relations between two adults of the same sex. Nine out of ten. This is during the height of the AIDS scare. Every year since then, tolerance has increased. But now the British Social Attitude Survey has found the number of people believing there is nothing wrong with gay sex has fallen leaving a third of the population in some way opposed. Now think of that. It was nine out of ten said there was something wrong. Then it, uh, then every year it built more and more tolerance until it was in the, in the vast majority said there was nothing wrong with it. Now it's down to a third. This is, this is remarkable, uh, and they don't know why. Let me give you another story. This came out last week on July 3rd, so you may not have heard it. There is a new Harris poll out. Now, understand, there is a he describes himself as pro-homosexual. He's the CEO of the Harris poll. He says these numbers are really alarming. Now listen to this, according to the new Harris poll, Americans aged 18 to 34 are becoming less and less enamored with the LGBT lifestyle every year. In 2016, 63% of millennials considered themselves allies of the LGBT movement. That number fell the next year to 53%. So it lost 10 points. Then the next year, it was at 45%. Today, of millennials are not comfortable when they learn a family member is homosexual. That's up from 29% just a year ago. 42% of millennial males are uncomfortable learning their child has had a lesson on LGBT history at school or as a homosexual teacher. That's up from 27%. Now, here's what the pro-homosexual CEO of the Harris Poll says. These numbers are alarming. I believe the reason it's happening is simple. Millennials have had a gay agenda crammed down their throats their entire lives, and 75% of them have at least one friend who is a homosexual. Okay, so what's, what's happening? I honestly believe that this has nothing to do with people. It has nothing to do with homosexuals that you may know. This has everything to do with... 2 years ago would you be uncomfortable that your uh, teacher your child was being taught by a homosexual no are you today maybe why not because they're homosexual but because you don't know what their agenda is anymore when we have when we have trans people coming in to the library and as we have seen recently are laying on top of these trans people Uh, and reading them stories, you kind of say, what the hell is going on? Why does my six-year-old or seven-year-old have to go through this? What are they teaching? You know, a few years ago, it was about love. This isn't about love anymore. This is not about love. This is about, uh, you know, last night I saw uh, Wicked with my daughter. And I'm sorry, I've seen it before. And maybe I didn't notice it, but I'm pretty sure this is new. The number of guys on stage from Oz that were dressed as women, where they were wearing the, the, the jacket of the men. All the men and all the women were dressed similarly, okay? But the, there were some men that were wearing dresses, and then they had the male jacket on top, and they were clearly males. Now, what the hell? Why are you doing that? This is the thing that people are pushing against. Stop jamming it down people's throats. I don't care how you live your life in your own time. You shouldn't care about how I live my life. But stop jamming it down everybody's throat. And it's no longer teaching love because love would then teach, hey, you know what? People who are... Uh, married and who are heterosexual they 're just in in love just as much, and you know what? the majority of people feel that way, but some people feel this way okay don 't have a problem, but when you 're now saying no it 's not a choice i can 't change my sexuality it 's absolutely not a choice that 's what they used to say now they 're saying. It is a choice, and you should try it. That's different. That's different. So I think that this, again, is a sign that they have massively, the left, massively overplayed their hand. People like justice. People like fairness. But what we're seeing now is nothing like fairness, nothing like justice, and nothing like love. Ken Paxton, coming up next. (music) The Fed has now indicated a cut in interest rates is probably coming later this month. Millions of homeowners might benefit by refinancing, even if you bought a home just last year. If you are in a variable uh, loan, you need to convert it right now to a fixed rate. Now, if 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 they lower the rates... You can get a new loan even next year if the rates are lower. You want to continue to get the lower rate, but you don't want a variable loan because, God forbid, we go to war with Iran. What is that going to do to the banking community? How is that going to affect interest rates? We don't know. You don't want a house that you can't afford because the interest rate has gone up. It's worth a 10-minute call to American Financing to see how much you can save. Lower rates mean lower monthly payments and the ability to save tens of thousands in interest over the life of your loan. If you're renting, might be a good time to buy a new home because of these low interest rates. In many cases, it will be less than a rent payment. American Financing is the only company that I trust with mortgages because they work for you. They are not working for the banks. They're not trying to sell you something so they can collect a bonus. And that's the way it usually happens. American Financing. Call them. Ten minutes. Explain your situation. Explain what you're trying to do. And they will help you do it. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ken Paxton, who I think is one of the best attorney generals uh, in the country. Um, There's another one I like an awful lot uh, as well from uh, Utah, but uh, Ken is just uh, tremendous. And one of the first things he did as attorney general, he formed a special unit dedicated to combating human trafficking in Texas which we're on the border, it's really bad. If we have time, I want to talk to him a little bit about that. Uh, But I really want to understand, Ken, if you you can explain, Texas is arguing for an end of Obamacare, uh, and the White House now has joined, and I think there's another state involved, and it actually uh, could take the ACA and throw the entire law out. Is that correct?
1: Well, good morning, Glenn. Yes, uh, it's, it's 18 states. Uh, we filed shortly after Congress passed the Tax Reform Act at the end of 2017. The argument being, when ta- when they passed that, they eliminated the penalty associated with the individual mandate. If you'll remember what Justice Roberts said, he joined the four conservatives and said, yes, the individual mandate that orders you, Glenn, and every one of us to have health insurance, and it it orders you to participate in commerce, was unconstitutional. However, he he switched sides joined the four liberals and said but because this is a penalty associated with that that's a tax and under the taxing power of congress you know they can they can do this whole individual mandate thing so they eliminated the penalty in 2017 we filed a lawsuit and said hey the penalty's gone therefore the taxing power's gone therefore the individual mandate falls that's our argument Uh, It was successful in federal district court. We got an overwhelming win. The court declared it unconstitutional in full. And we just argued this week uh, that it was at the Fifth Circuit the very same thing.
0: How do you think this is going to uh, be decided? uh, And will it get to the Supreme Court? And will John Roberts, you know, contort and do all kinds of gymnastics to save it again?
1: You are asking the million-dollar question that we're all wondering. Yeah. We have gone through this whole process I know. N- feeling like, well, knowing that we are right on the law, that we are right on the Constitution. Congress has never had the authority to order you to buy a house, a car, food, whatever. Right. That's what this does. It, it, it is an exception to this rule that they can't Correct. make you buy right. anything. So Justice Roberts and
0: that's, has, a, that's, he, the, that's the amazing thing is that Roberts took the stance— And while Congress was saying it wasn't a tax, he went and he made sure that it was known as a tax because he knew that constitutionally that's the only way it could work.
1: Right. Exactly. There's no doubt legal contortions to get to this result is, is where Roberts went. And that's why it was so disappointing that he made this decision. But we've now stripped that away from him and we're going to put it back on his plate and say, hey, your rationale for the case, your only rationale, is gone. Now go back and do the right thing. Strike this down, and 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 get rid of this unconstitutional, you know, control of our lives.
0: Which would then take everything that has been done, the entire law, and return us to a somewhat free market. We we would return to where we were, kind of, uh, before Obamacare. Correct.
1: Well, so there's there's this other argument is. If the individual mandate is clearly in Constitution and that's struck down, does that mean that the entire law is struck down? California is arguing no. The rest of it, some of it stays in place. We'd still have uh, vestiges of Obamacare running around. It doesn't make any sense to keep it in place because, one, Congress didn't put a severability clause in there. What that means is typically if Congress wants a law to stay in place, if some part of it struck down, they put a clause in that says, hey, if part of it struck down, that doesn't mean the whole law struck down. They didn't do that. As a matter of fact, right. six times in the, in the language of the bill, they said it, it, the whole bill is essential. The, whole, the, the individual mandate is essential to this entire bill. And it is. It, it is the you know, guts of the bill. So if you strip out the individual mandate, why would you leave the rest of it alone? We're arguing the whole thing should fall. Right. California is saying, no, Keep it. keep the rest of it in place. It would
0: be great if we could do this, and the insurance company I'm not sure the insurance companies are on the side of the free market, but if we could get the Republicans to say, "Now let's strengthen the free market with this, we are going to remove the barriers where you could you could buy insurance across state lines uh that would that would actually be a real boom for the American people. We would be able to we'd be able to shop around and get good better prices,
1: yeah, do you agree sure, with that? yeah absolutely this is exactly uh, part of the solution to making health care work is is eliminating these because every state has individual insurance rules that make it hard for right you know insurance across state lines because you've you know just hey, you have to have different products for every state so if we could eliminate those if Congress wanted to eliminate those, I think that would be great. It would open up the market and we would move away from this government control that drives up costs yeah. you know el- pushes doctors out of the market and and offers less choice to consumers to a more of an American model, which is free enterprise, competition, lower cost. Is it perfect? No, but it's a whole lot better than what we have now.
0: Sarah, how much time do I have left? I, only, I think I only have about a minute. Two minutes? Two minutes. Um, can I know you're on a tight schedule here. Can you, can you uh, give me a, an explanation of what's happening on the border and what Texas is doing? We've seen a 43% increase in illegals um into texas uh it is an absolute mess is texas doing enough to stop this themselves
1: so texas from what i can see we you know we have a legislature that has put i think over 600 million every biennium into border control border security however we can only do so much with that with with that we can you know assist We can stop people from violating our state laws. But when it comes to violating federal law, if they're crossing the border illegally and it's just a violation of federal law, it's nothing we can do. There's a case called Arizona v. U.S. in which Arizona tried to step in the place of the federal government and do some of this stuff. And they were told, no, you can't do that, even if the federal government advocates their responsibility. So it's really frustrating because the federal government can create laws, not enforce them, and then push the states out of doing what they otherwise would have done.
0: But they are also dropping these people into our communities, and many of our border towns are on the verge of collapse. Our churches are on the verge of collapse, and nobody's talking about all of the kids that are we're trying to save from being sex trafficked. And that sex trafficking has gotten much, much worse. Only 40 seconds to answer, if you can.
1: So. You're exactly correct. People are not addressing the the cost of this, and part of the cost is not just to our country, but also to the people that are being brought through here, and trafficking correct. in Texas is number two. We're the number two trafficking state in, in the country. We have the Houston's the worst. Jeez. So This is a huge problem that the media never talks about.
0: Ken, please keep up the good work. I'd love to have you uh, back on when you have more time uh, That'd be great. and say hi to your wife. You have, I you will. Had, I'll see you, you in a few minutes. All right. Good. God bless. Ken Paxton, the uh, attorney general for the great state of Texas. He is on top of it. And as much as I like him and respect him, his wife is even better. She's a senator in Texas, and she, she is remarkable as well. All right. Andrew Wilkow joins the broadcast in just a few minutes.
3: I'm Hillary. That's your four minute buzz. And now here's Glenn and Jason with the second hour of our show.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Hillary. We have Andrew Wilkow in studio. he be joining me here in just a few minutes. Um, our spotlight sponsor this half hour is a cruise through history. This is uh, something the, the cruise people have been asking me to put together a cruise uh, for a long time, and uh, I'm really not a cruise guy. I mean, it's like, hey, yeah, let's go lay by the pool. That's just not me. Um, so they said, "What would you do?" And I said, "Well, let's let's go to uh, let's go to Venice. Let's go to Athens." Uh, and let's go to the Holy Land and let me bring some friends with me. So I'm bringing David Barton, Rabbi Lappin, Bill O'Reilly is going to be with me. I had to bring Stu. I don't know why. Uh, and um, and we're cruising next spring. And this is really something that you can go lay by the pool all your time you want. Uh, if you want to go on the tours with us, you can, and we have kind of these these kind of classrooms of history during the ship, so you'll know the history of that place and why it was important to America. What happened and what did we pull out of that place? You'll really understand the principles of America by the end of the cruise, and you'll see great places. It's unforgettable and once in a lifetime. Come ComeSailAway.com. See all the details there? Come ComeSailAway.com.
3: The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: Not sure if you've heard the name Jalen Hinkle before. She is a uh, part of this this uh, women's soccer mania that is going on and yet she's not Andrew Wilkow says you need to know her name and he'll explain why also Tommy Robinson uh, from England he he could be facing nine years in, uh, in jail this is crazy what is happening with freedom of speech Andrew had an opportunity at the last minute to talk to him on his on his uh, show on the Blaze uh, yesterday. So we'll get an update on that as Andrew Wilkow joins us in sixty seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. So Andrew and I were just talking a minute ago about uh, Google and uh, and YouTube and the silencing of conservative voices online. They're manipulating their algorithms, and as we get closer and closer to the election. Uh, we know they're going to be doing it more and more voices are disappearing. But I want to talk to you about something that is connected in a way to this companies like Verizon and AT&T are taking the proceeds from your mobile phone bill and they are funding progressive candidates and causes. They are funding La Raza. They are funding uh, Planned Parenthood. How do you feel about that? Now, in the old days, before uh, before technology was working for us as well as against us, uh, we would have said, well, I'm going to boycott Verizon and AT and T." And you never would have, because you need your phone service. But now there's Patriot Mobile, and they have the same. They're on the same cell tower, so you're going to get the same service. You're going to save a lot of money. So you might save, you know, a thousand bucks on your uh, your phone service. You can uh, change over. They'll give you a month free. It's easy to change over. And plans start as low as $25 a month. Here's the best thing. Not only the same, if not better, service, uh, you also uh, uh, are going to save money. And you're not only not going to give money to Planned Parenthood and do business with people who are working against you, you're going to be you're going to be getting a great service from people who are working with you to protect freedom of speech. Just in the last couple of years, they've already spent about two million dollars to protect freedom of speech. This is Patriot Mobile started by a, a bunch of veterans uh, you know, who just couldn't take it anymore. And they're doing something positive. So don't boycott. Get something better. PatriotMobile.com. That's patriotmobile.com. Go there now and use the promo code BECK. PatriotMobile.com. Andrew Wilkow. Andrew Wilkow is uh, heard on XM Sirius. All around the uh, country, he is also, I think, one of the founding people on the Blaze. You yeah, were there pretty at early, the uh, early. beginning, and it's good to have you back uh, at the Blaze
3: TV. Welcome, thank you. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm you good. you were, you were killing me with the with the thing about about the deplatforming and the and the Patriot Mobile and all that yeah. because you know we've been doing this forever. Yeah, and I think these companies. And the activist groups they work with know that we go on the air every day and say, you know, private companies and capitalism, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't like boycotts, right? Mm-hmm. Conservatives don't want to be in the streets. We have, mm-hmm. we have more important things to do. And mm-hmm. they've, 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 they've played on that for so oh, yeah. long, for oh, so yeah. long that yeah. they have gotten away with this because we've been like capitalism private property get your hands off the internet we don't want the government in the internet and they've been like ooh how nice I Cons- know. conservatives <laughs> aren't going to fight us <laughs> let's know. let's do our thing Rider. here.
0: and you know what's amazing is they are they are now in a position to where they are so powerful uh, you know every time i go out to silicon valley i am both horrified and thrilled about what is on the horizon uh, and they all say the same thing. Anybody who's up at the top echelons, they always say the same thing to me, Glenn. You're thinking, you're thinking things, you're not thinking things of the way they're going to be. Nation states are a thing of the past, and that really finally I started to understand that in about the last year. I, I was trying to get my handle on, uh, get a handle on. Well, what, what, so how does it work? And and it's all, you know, we're just going to have free trade and blah, blah blah. No, 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 that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is corporations. Are the new nation but states? But again, conservatives and wolf. I know
3: you conservatives with your corporate love affairs, your I oil, your, your oil companies. I know it. It is. It. I think they dialed us in. Mm-hmm. They they zeroed in their their scopes and they got mm-hmm. us. That yeah. we they knew that we would stick by our principles because we're always talking about principles. Mm-hmm. We're always talking about you know not being like the left or imitating the left or trying to do what the left does and. They said, hmm, where are our friends? Right. Ah,
0: on the left. Right. So here's the thing that I think, and I'd love to hear your, uh, your thoughts on this. I think to retain our principles uh, and to win this war, we don't break them up. We make them live by the law that the rest of us have to live by, and that is you're not a platform. You're an editor. You're a publisher. The minute you start editing content— You're a publisher, which means you're going to have to deal with all the lawsuits and the litigation that come your way. As a platform, you're protected from all of that. Their stock price would go to about three bucks overnight if they if the government took their platform status away from them and charged them with you are now a publisher and you get all of the fun stuff that comes along with that that would change their dynamics overnight you don't have to break them up
3: our one of our colleagues Dennis Prager is going to be speaking before the Senate subcommittee chaired by Ted Cruz on this and president trump is now really paying attention to this and you know, I, and I'm old enough to remember when some of the Silicon Valley people wanted to be friends with you, right? They, I remember mm-hmm. that they said, "Okay, well, maybe we should bring some conservatives in mm-hmm. here. Maybe we should talk to Glenn Beck and, and guys like mm-hmm. Glenn Beck." I, I don't know if that was a May to december right? That was just one of those short romances, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, look at us. We're we're not biased. We we mm-hmm. we hung out with Glenn Beck for an hour." Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it's it really what's scary to me about this is the more they do it, the more they try to convince us they're not doing it right. It's, it's the more they are manipulating the algorithms, deciding what we see, deciding who we don't see, uh, claiming that it's just a glitch in the system when a video magically disappears that was supposed to be monetized. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got to kill some of these companies mm-hmm. to hand over money to to conservative, upstart filmmakers oh, yeah. and even established personalities. Yeah. Uh, and and the more they try to give off the impression that they're neutral, the more we know they are putting their thumbs on it.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, but they're very good at it. I mean, I learned my lesson on Zuckerberg that fast. Not stupid uh, people. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Because he was, uh, he seems so genuine in person, uh, and he makes good business cases for why it would be crazy for it to happen. Um, And I know somebody who's in the conservative movement who just had a private meeting with him, one of the smartest guys I know in in our business, Um, and he called me right after, and he said, I said, how'd that go? And he said, you know, he's really surprising. I really believe. And I said, don't, don't. You're falling into exactly the same trap I did. He's very, very smart. And he makes a great, believable, passionate case. The guy is a total fraud. The guy is a total fraud. Either that or
3: he has absolutely no control of his own company. Well, that's and that's the second layer of this because... We did a whole episode on Blaze TV of all the tech sector money going to the very candidates that want to break them up. Yes. So they're giving money to Elizabeth Warren right. and, and Bernie Sanders. Correct. Bernie's out there on the stump telling you that if he gets elected, he's going to break these companies up, you know, and yet their 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 employees, the people they pay, are giving those people money. But
0: you know you 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 know history well enough to know that's exactly what GM, that's exactly what Ford, that's exactly what. Uh, b f goodrich and goodyear tire did during during the fdr administration they said you got to regulate us, and so who did Fdr go to? The experts in that industry
3: help us come up with regulation that 's another conservative thing <laughs> you know we don 't like the idea of professors who write term papers mm-hmm. on environmentalism regulating mm-hmm. oil companies, we, right. but they don't know anything. Right. They think they know something. Let's well, say we got a peer-reviewed study here by a bunch of other people right. who are trying to get their stuff peer-reviewed Correct. who don't like oil companies. Correct. So we say it's nice when people have actual experience, and there's another trap that we just fell exactly right, right into, our principles. Exactly right. That's why we just have to
0: enforce the laws that we have and make it an even... I mean, they're going to, right now... They are so big; they're gobbling up any competition. Something that Ray Kurzweil said that would never happen. I said, Ray, let's just play this out. Uh, Why would a company that is is putting together AI, knowing that whoever has AI, real AI, uh, when they have that, they rule the world. If you are collecting information on me, and you know everything about me, and everything. I happen to be a scientist that's working on AI, and I'm going to beat Google, you're telling me Google would never do anything; they would never manipulate anything on me. They wouldn't. They wouldn't come after me. They made this movie, The Net, with yes. with, Sarah, with uh, what's her face, Cate uh, yeah. Bullock. Yeah,
3: that was like the first movie out of the gate. <laughs> right, and that was the
0: story. And he said to me, Glenn would never do that. And I said, why do you say that? Because it's just against our corporate culture. <laughs> I said, have you seen real people? Have you seen life in history? I mean, it, it happens uh, historically the same
3: way over and over and over again. I, I I fear at some point Jeff Bezos is just going to become the lawnmower man. He's just going to he's you ever see that movie? It's no. a, I think it's a Stephen King book yeah. where he becomes like electricity like he just oh, yeah. you know, Jeff Faye he is this is this uh slow kind of dim-witted guy and Pierce Brosnan runs these experiments on him by trying to use uh this like nascent it's before we called it the internet It's like 1992 and all of this brain power starts going into the Jeff Fahey character and he becomes this like like electrical like non-human entity person right. who can like travel through computers and stuff and i feel like Bezos cool. is just going to be some like bond villain in like a giant <laughs> armor suit that we can't <laughs> stop you know he's just going to go around you know right i will tell you the guy who would do that is uh,
0: ray kurzweil i mean ray kurzweil I mean he's on the cutting edge of all of it he's with Google he's 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 the head of their singularity project uh and he believes in upgrades and he will be the the first guy that is saying uh, upgrade me he'll yeah. be the scientist in the lab where he's like no 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 we can't do that yet it's unethical that stays at night and is like i'm just doing it myself and becomes you know, part
3: of the machine. You know what scares me the most about this is right now this is this is good for progressives, right? They're 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 on the winning side here. They're mm-hmm. on the they're on the winning side of the mm-hmm. equation. And there's not there's very few progressive voices. I'm sure there are some that are saying, hey, are we sure we like this? You know, you, you do see a little bit of, of of liberals saying how the 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 anti-free speech sort of heretic movement mm-hmm. is illiberal, right? Mm-hmm. That that we don't have to like these people, but let's be smarter than them. Let's be better than them. Let's mm-hmm. debate them. Let's not burn cars mm-hmm. and, and beat people with mm-hmm. Antifa because we don't like this guy. Correct. So there are some liberals that realize that, that the Antifa shock troop, I don't like what you're going to say dynamic is kind of illiberal. It's very illiberal. I'm waiting for them to recognize that when this is bad for us, it's going to be bad for everyone. It's oh, not yeah. going to be when they're not going to stop and go. We've defeated the conservatives. We look defeated at- Trump. You know, we, we've got our little utopia. Everybody's you know riding on uh, Google trains to Amazon jobs. Right. right? Everything look is great at, now.
0: Look at what's happening with Nancy Pelosi and AOC just yesterday. And Nancy Pelosi has to bring all of them in and saying, "Look, stop eating your own." Get off of Twitter, AOC, and stop eating us alive. They've already lost control of the of the real radicals that they were using as as fuel. You and I both said ten years ago, uh, you don't want to open that can of worms because they're going to eat you. You think you're using them; they're using you, and you're you're going to
3: lose control of this and. They're going to wipe you out first, and that's exactly what they're doing. I don't think these companies want anyone getting in their way. That's the bottom line. They don't want anyone or anything getting in their way. It is they live. It is obey and consume. It is do not think. And, yep. and, and you know, it. it, it that's, that's scary that liberals think for a short-term victory, this is a good bandwagon to be on. You know that to be true when you actually
0: read what Bill Gates uh, said in the launch of his Common Core curricula. Uh, He talked about how they're going to use the uh, cameras to read kids' eyes, and he said that way we'll know early on what they should do for a living, and we can put them in there. It's only about consuming and just being put into a little mold, and you're a little cog, and you go do this, and you'll obey. Brave new world. And you'll consume. Brave new world. Right. That's what they're doing. All right. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about X Chair. X Chair. X chair is a really comfortable chair. Uh, people will, you know, come up to me. Come on, really? Is that first of all, I don't do any commercials on this program that I don't believe in. You might hear commercials that I don't necessarily know about or whatever, but I never endorse something that I don't believe in. X chair really is that comfortable. I don't do, I think, an adequate job of describing it. That's why they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, you just ship it back and no questions asked. They can't do that. No company could afford to do that if, if they didn't know that you were going to love it. It is that great. Ten different adjustments. It is really, really uh, great support for your, uh, uh, for your back. It's a chair that you could watch a movie in. It's a chair that you could finish all your crap that you have to do at work every day. X-chair. Get one now. They have the right model for you, the X-Basic or the X-1 through the X-4. You can find out all about them, but they have a chair to fit your body and your budget. X-chair. On sale now for $100 off. All you have to do is check it out at xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. If you happen to, you know, be off the grid, you can still call them at 1-800, I'm sorry, one 844 4 one eight four 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 1-844-4XChair. But go to XChairBeck.com, use the promo code XWheels, and you'll get a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. It's XChairBeck.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, we uh, are sitting with uh, Andrew Wilkow. We're talking about freedom of, uh, freedom of speech. I've got a couple of other things. Wait till you hear what he has to share uh, about the uh, women's soccer team. We'll get to that here in just a few minutes. First, I want to just switch over to Tommy Robinson because you had him on yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we played a clip of it uh, earlier on the program. He is a hard guy to get a hold of, and he's a hard guy to get a handle on because of the Misinformation and disinformation, and I haven't wanted to take a firm stand on him um, until I've talked to him myself uh, and have some sort of a gut feeling. Now you've talked to him. Where? Who do you? Who
3: is he? Let, let me let, let me just say this. And and if you're in this business, there's a lot of people that make you look good, right? Producers, camera people, production yeah. people. Our our staff down in D.C. just threw it out there, right? They were just it was it, they threw it out there not knowing if he would get back to us. And while we were in the midst of doing a bunch of other things like he's on Skype right now. You need to get into this studio and get this done. Oh. So I went running into the studio and um he was sitting there and we were talking off camera and he was I could tell you he was as emotional just as we were lining up the shot as he was when we went to record with him. He is somebody that is begging this country. And I started very sarcastically. I said, we got a, we got a million people at the southern border. Why should we give you asylum? Mm-hmm. And the story that he told us was that ever since speaking out about this, these gangs of men who have given over to the belief that non-Muslims are the kafir, the kafir. Mm-hmm. They, are, they, are the, they are the non-believers, they mm-hmm. are the, the, the infidels, that they have begun to take liberties with young women, mostly in small towns. This and- makes
0: Jeffrey uh, Epstein look like he's a great guy. I mean, what's happening over in, in England with the Muslims and what they're doing to young girls, it makes him look like he, he's done nothing.
3: It's so bad over there. What he has said is that it's not the threats that are coming from the gangs. It's the fact that he is making these judges and police officials look really bad. And one of the questions I had for him was when these sexual assaults occur, as they've been, we've read about them in Germany since the migrant crisis. It's been, this has been plaguing Europe for quite some time. I said, has any member of government or upper echelon of the police department had any of their daughters subjected to this he said no he it's It's almost as if they know to target lower working class I, you know right so right. this is something that's being done to to you know working class british citizens with the with the government kind of Looking the other way, so he got in trouble for Facebook living, uh, a court case where uh, some of these men were being released on very—you want to talk about the Epstein? Yeah, they they got sweetheart deals, and he embarrassed the judge. Right. So now his fear is not— the threats the death threats that he's getting from these gangs which he says he was informed that six of them were on the way to his house to murder him at one point with bombs and guns and knives he says we can't even buy guns for ourselves but mm-hmm. the, you know they got them he says i genuinely believe my government wants me to go away that, that i am the problem with the politically correct I you, you know society that we have built in europe and he said i'm begging america to see this, that my life is in danger from both these gangs and my own government at this point. He's dead if he goes to prison. And and let me add this, I said you are lucky we have a Republican president because there's no way a Democrat president would insult your government that way because if we give him asylum, it's like we're acknowledging, yes. we're saying and when we think of asylum, we think of really terrible places on earth, right? We think mm-hmm. of, of dissidents and activists and religious minorities in the Middle East. If we actually acknowledge that Tommy Robinson's life is at threat From the British government, we are saying to the British government, we're going to give someone asylum because we don't think you
0: are going to protect him. I think things might change, though, if Boris Johnson becomes the prime minister. We'll continue our conversation next. 5G is going to be a huge leap for mobile communications. Lightning speeds. There's no latency. We'll be able to do surgeries robotically halfway around the world uh, the your car will actually become self-driving once 5G is 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 in but this also means every bit of information that will be collected by your refrigerator your phone your television uh you know Alexa or Google Home all of that stuff you're going to it's complete transparency What's that future like? There are already so many threats that threaten your security. Criminals can get in. You need to protect against identity threats. You need to protect the things that belong to you. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the first and the best. Please go to LifeLock.com. Uh, and you get ten percent off your first year if you use the promo code BECK. That's lifelock.com or eight hundred lifelock one-eight
2: hundred lifelock lifelock.com. Glenn, Mark Levin, Steven Crowder, Pat Gray, Andrew Wilkow, all in one location. Use promo code Glenn for ten dollars off blazeTV.com slash Glenn. So <laughs> Andrew Wilkow is
0: with me, and we're just we're both just our heads are about to explode over the the women's soccer team. Uh, the the latest is that yeah, she was the one who dropped the flag, and you know the girl that ran up and and picked it up right away. the The deal now is, yeah, but conservatives don't know she's a lesbian.
3: I don't care. No, I will. Uh- Pick up the flag. (laughs) We're on global television, and the captain of the U.S. women's team is more concerned about getting that Instagram post than making sure the flag of the nation she represents in a global competition does not land on the floor. So my chief of staff
0: happens to be uh, somebody that was a royal marine. Okay. He's in the elite, elite, elite royal marines. He doesn't have to stand up for the queen when she comes in. Okay. That's the elite crew that he's in. He's Scottish. He doesn't like the queen, okay? Uh, and uh, he, he even said, because he's been with me as we've, you know, put up flags and everything else. We just had a flag at our studios that we had moved, and I joked with him, make sure it doesn't, you know, it's not on the floor, you Scottish people. Uh, he said to me, when, when this first happened and she dropped the flag, he said, I got, I got news for you. The rest of the world doesn't understand you guys with the flag. He said, but no one, no one from any country no. would have their captain of their team at that moment drop their flag on the ground like that. That wouldn't be accepted by anyone. That's saying something. How disrespectful. This Rapino is, she is the
3: perfect role model for everything I don't want my kids to be. My daughter plays soccer, and I'm sour on it. Uh, You know, and they say, well, you know, people will say, this is how it always goes, right? If you don't like Megan Rapinoe, they'll say, why don't you, why do you hate women's soccer? Why do you hate the women's national team, you conservatives? I don't hate soccer. Uh, I don't hate the women's national team. I think... I think the women's national team is bigger than the captain. I think it's bigger than any one player. I think that's part of the reason why you play. You're representing the country, not the white part of the country, not the black part of the country, not the northern part of the country, not the urban or the rural part of the country. You are there to show the world how awesome the United States is. Now, let me just add a little something here. If Rapinoe was a MAGA hat-wearing, Texas girl who, you know, you know who, who's, she would who's, not be being pulled to run for president. You, now. All you'd be hearing <laughs> is how soccer is a white privileged suburban sport, even mm-hmm. though it's largely favored by Hispanics uh, more often than not. You would still be talking about how white the team looks, how suburban they look, how much paper was wasted and while we're fighting global warming you're throwing paper <laughs> right, out right. a window exactly for right. a bunch of dumb jocks to be paraded through new york city <laughs> that's what you'd be hearing Correct. if, if Rapino and her and her merry band of progressives woke progressives were a bunch of trump supporters and look you know it's been said by many i'm not breaking this do you remember when the bruins won the cup and one of the players said, I don't want to go meet Obama. Yes. They Had a Savaged him. Yes. Right. And it's it gave, the
0: president of the United States. The office. Yeah. You respect, you the, respect office. the office.
3: But that's the Boston Bruins. Okay, let me compare that. Kaepernick played for the San Francisco 49ers, private sector team representing the city, the NFL. We could say the NFL is an American institution, but really it's a private institution. So if these people don't want to do this as private professional athletes. That's fine. But again, this is the U.S. women's team, right? This is America's team that we put on the stage and say, OK, let's see if we can win a few World Cups. And we did. And awesome for those girls. They worked for it. They deserve it. Now go to the Oval Office and and meet the president. You know, Brandy Chasen said that. She's been saying, I went and met the president. It's not about how you feel mm-hmm. about the president. It's you play for the country and that's the president. And if you don't like Barack Obama, well, I'm sorry. You know, I just can't take the or Donald Trump.
0: The arrogance. I can't take the arrogance of Rapino and the rest of the team. I can't I, I can't take the fact that the media is fawning. Andrea Mitchell said, Oh, she was so eloquent with such grace. She used the F word. The mother F
3: word. Yeah, I <laughs> the, mean, the-
0: that is all of a sudden, and Bill
3: looks so excited. He was like, he was like flounder in animal. Life. Oh boy, is this great? He was so excited. He, I'd never seen that man yeah. so excited.
0: It was. It, it, it's. It's really tough. Now, I have not heard about. Now, first of all, I'm not a soccer fan. I like to taunt soccer fans. I'm a soccer dad. Okay, so uh, uh, I was too, and now a while an MMA I, dad.
3: Yeah, my daughter's doing MMA now. So, so. Right.
0: So uh, I, uh, I, I like to taunt soccer fans. Uh, And uh, but I don't really care. I really don't care. I was actually proud of the team for about 10 minutes. I I was like, wow, this is great. This is such a great thing. Something to bring us together. That spiraled out of control so fast. They were up there talking. She was up there talking yesterday in front of all the white players about how diverse they are. And uh, it didn't look real diverse to me. It looked like a bunch of, of spoiled uh, rich kids or white kids. Um, but I had not known the name Jalene Hinkle. This is an important story that people
3: need to know. Okay, Glenn, I'm going to read you a quote from Jalene Hinkle. This is the thing that got her in trouble and disinvited from playing for the U.S. women's team. By everyone's standard, if you reach if you read up on her, she's one of the best players uh, professional women's player in the country. Mm. She is a devout Christian. Now, I'm just going to whisper this into the microphone. She's black. She went on Instagram after the 2015 Supreme Court ruling mm. and, and, uh, on gay marriage and said, and I quote, The world may change, but Christ and his word never will. My heart is that as Christians, we don't begin to throw a tantrum over what has been brought into law today, but we become that much more loving. How great is that that is literally the most innocuous thing I have ever heard when somebody is professing their faith, right? All she said was okay this this is now the law of the land. let's not get crazy, yeah, let's love people even more How great is that and she went on the seven hundred club <sighs> and this apparently this club. apparently rubbed. The coach, the ro- coach, and and, uh, and uh, the captain the wrong way. She also refused to wear a gay pride jersey, which she got booed in a game in Portland, Oregon, for that. <laughs> so this, th- they should their, wear that as the a badge the of honor. The Washington, the Washington Times speculated that she was only called up so they wouldn't get an EEOC lawsuit. But there are others who are saying, this girl's an amazing talent. She is, you know, she's dominate, a dominating force on the field. That there's kind of a mean girl thing going on here between uh. Rapino and, and Ellis, the coach, because the coach is also a, a lesbian. Now, here's my question. What she just said about love and acceptance, why, why are these teams forcing people to affirm things? They know damn well. What does this have to do with soccer? We all know that the, the captain's a lesbian, right? We all know it. She can't stop telling us. She dyed her hair purple. She can't stop telling us she's a lesbian. When she's talking about diversity, and that's another, another function of this, how does Jaylene Hinkle not represent the diversity of America as a black Christian?
0: This isn't about diversity, and you know that. And this is, you know, it goes, it, what's amazing to me is if you go to the Old Testament— there are, there are two stories that are told in the Old Testament that show this. One of them is uh, about Sodom and Gomorrah. The angels come down. The, um, uh, the door is open. He says, come on in here. You can't stay outside. You got to come in. Um, there's a knock on the door. Lot says, hey, leave these guys alone. He even does this crazy thing and says, look, I'll compromise with you. Take my two virgin daughters. How crazy is that? Take my two virgin daughters and have sex with them. Please leave these two strangers alone. They said, no, they have to come out into the public square. What is that about? In two different stories in the Old Testament, exactly the same, those stories are about being forced to participate You are forced to participate. You cannot stay in your own house and not bother anyone. You must participate. So it's not about love. It's not about anything else. You must toe the line. History repeats itself. We are
3: exactly at that place. Let me bring in another name, Ibataj Mohammed, Muhammad, the fencing, the the Olympic fencer. She wore hijab, Mm -hmm. and uh, the left got very upset that um she was not selected to be the flag carrier, right that was a big deal, even though um they pay, the team elected somebody else and mm-hmm. this was you know there were people that saying that, that you know, she, she should get it no matter what. could you imagine forcing her in a fencing match to wear a a whatever the uniform I don't know what do they call the uniform fencing I, I don't know i know the thing is called the foil and they, 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 wear, and they, they wear that white thing that <laughs> no with, the, with, the, <laughs> with, the, with the with the spaghetti <laughs> right gravy, right <laughs> right um can you imagine forcing this is only ever done to christians this is only ever done nobody goes into a halal bakery and says you're gonna bake me a same-sex wedding cake or else it never happens and this poor girl did nothing. Again, her biggest crime was going on Instagram and saying, let's love people. Her biggest crime was saying, I can't bake this cake. That's all she says. Why do I have to wear this jersey? Why can't I just wear my team jersey? Why are you doing this? And look, I'm sure there are other players, and and this is the bargain that people are forced to make, that if you have faith and you want to live your faith, there's going to be somebody who says, okay, well, you got a choice to make. And people have made choices, right? There There is something, my dad used to always say, pick your battles, right? Every, you've always been told pick your battles. There are mm-hmm. some things that, that are not worth fighting over. They're really no big deal. They're really not something that makes you violate your core tenets. But in some cases, it does make someone violate their core tenets. And I don't understand the connection between for pride and sports. One has nothing to do, if, if, if Megan Rapino and the team want to march at a pride parade on their own, Good for them even if they want to wear their jerseys when they do it it's their numbers their names they can do it why are you why would you create this controversy unnecessarily? I just don't get it because they
0: are empowered now well that's, that's to force she- everyone to participate that's
3: that's all it's about that's really all it's about I can only imagine the headline if they had lost the World Cup because they disinvited one of the top players that's the point of having a tryout, right? Isn't Mm -hmm. that the point of a Mm -hmm. tryout in tournaments is to say, Mm -hmm. who are the best 23 girls that we're going to send into this tournament? Well, we don't like number 23 over there, so we're going to take 24. Well, take 24 because 23 doesn't wear the pride jersey. Well, what if you lost because 24 wasn't as good as 23? They wouldn't have ever brought it up. All
0: right. They wouldn't have ever brought it up. Andrew Wilkow, thank you so much for being on oh, the uh, thank program. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, and uh, you can see the Andrew Wilkow uh, program on uh, The Blaze TV. If you're not a subscriber, you should. We're all trying to uh, kind of stick together, or we're all going to be picked off one by yeah. one. And uh, you can also hear him on XM Sirius. Andrew Wilkow, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. It. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, Tecovas. Tacovis Boots. I don't know why people would pay thousands of dollars to have boots. I mean, unless, I mean, I do I, I really don't. I was going to say, unless you're stupid, I guess, unless you're stupid, uh, why would you pay thousands and thousands of dollars? Well, they're handmade. They're, they, they fit your foot just right. Well, great. You know what? Tekovas has found a way to make a, a boot that has, they're, they're all handmade, it takes 200 steps to make them. They have the best leathers, the best, you know, lizard skin and ostrich and everything else. And they're about half the price. And they, the reason why they're half the price is because they've cut out the middleman. And you buy directly from them. They have great belts. They have great bags. Really great leather work. They also have really good jeans. I love their jeans. It's Tacovas. It's easy and accurate to uh, to buy them online. Skip the middleman. They are twice as good as any boot of this price, and they are half the price of the boots that, you know, everybody's like, oh, those are the fantastic, and they're the same quality. Great boots that feel great at a great price. Get your pair right now at Tecovas, dot com slash Beck. That's Tecovas.com slash Beck. You know what Andrew Wilkow and I were just talking about um, is, I think, the reason why uh, this new study from Harris that I told you about uh, last hour, Americans aged 18 to 34 are becoming less and less enamored with the LGBT lifestyle every year. In 2016, 63% of millennials considered themselves allies of the LGBT movement. That number fell last year, 53%. Then it's down uh, this year to 45%. Why is this happening? They can't figure it out. It's because it's not about love. It is for the average person. It really is for the average person. I know I know gay people and gay married people that are totally cool and totally fine who are seeing the things that are going on and going, what the hell is this? I mean, what has Donald Trump done to trigger gay people. He's the only president who has been pro-gay marriage during the campaign and long before the campaign. I I don't understand. I really don't understand. It's because it's about politics and because it is about conform, confess and conform. And they're they're doing gay people and all people, a grave disservice. The progressive leftist movement is doing anyone they say they're sticking up for a grave disservice. Rape victims by what they how they politicized uh, the the Kavanaugh hearings. They knew they didn't have a chance. It was a last ditch effort. They were using this woman now. Whether she. Whether she went through that or was making it up, I happen to not believe her. But it was wrong to even bring it up. What are we supposed to do with that as a society? We're just supposed to demonize him or demonize her? We're not in the position to know. What are we doing? Now think about all the people that were raped last night that are are seeing these things. And they're like, well, now I can't say anything. Nobody's going to believe me. Look at the atmosphere. Well, if I'm for Trump and I was raped, am I going to get help? If I was against Trump and I was raped, what are the people on the right going to do? This is hurting humanity. Common sense, responsibility, accountability needs to become popular again. Truth needs to become popular again. We're going to see if we can help out. There's a new book uh, called Try Common Sense. <laughs> uh, we have its author You're next. Listen to Glenn Beck. Oh, thank you very much. Um, we have a uh, great guest coming up in just a couple of minutes. Stand by. You want to know how to fix America? I think this guy has the solution. First, let me tell you about our uh, spotlight sponsor. Home buying season is here. Real estate conditions are looking good for both the sellers and the buyers right now. Shockingly, Uh, for one reason uh, is because the rates are so low and prices are affordable. Your dream house might be within reach. Please don't get yourself wrapped up in all kinds of debt. Uh, American financing is unlike some of the other banks. They, They are not a bank and they don't work for the bank. They're not getting kickbacks. If they sell you a loan, that's a great thing about this is people always say, oh, I hope I hope I get that loan. I hope the bank gives it to me. The bank is selling you this loan. Uh, You need somebody who is looking out for your interest, and that is American Financing. Go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call them. The number's at the bottom of the screen, 800-906-2440. American Financing, America's home for home loans. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. We all know something is dramatically wrong. Uh, If you are somebody who still is connected at all to reason and truth, you know the principles that our founders outlined in the Declaration of Independence are almost meaningless to most people now, and the Constitution isn't even being used uh, as we try to govern based on our mission statement in the Declaration of Independence. Well, there is a new book out called Try Common Sense, Replacing Failed Ideologies of Left and Right. It is all about common sense. And I think when you hear these, you would elect the politician that actually said these things and meant them. And it is a way to reboot our system. We get into that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So last week I had a, uh, I had a great meeting, uh, with the cruise company and all the people that are, you know, putting together the final plans for hopefully your cruise with us next spring. It was amazing. I wanted to make sure that we, we got time. I, I, asked and the cruise company was like, of course, because I said, I'd like to greet everybody as they come onto the ship. And they were like, of course you can wait. Absolutely. And I said, that's great. Um, What time does that usually happen? And they said, well, it happens on the first day and, and then sometimes also part of the second day. But on the first day, it'll probably be about eight to 10 hours. And I'm like, okay, let's not greet everybody that comes on. Let's find other ways. So we have put together several ways for us to be able to mingle and to talk and to see shows. We've added three extra shows uh, for the cruise itself. Bill O'Reilly is going to meet us over in the Middle East in in Israel Uh, We're going to do a a typical Glenn and Bill Bill O'Reilly program in Israel, which should be an awful lot of fun. And I've also brought uh, Rabbi Lappin, uh, David Barton with us. So you're going to learn the history of the places that we are going to visit. We're going to uh, start in Venice. Then we're going to go to Athens. Then we're going to the Holy Land. So you're going to see commerce, uh, faith, and republic. What are the roots of these, and how do we get ourselves out of the Dark Ages and what is the light of our faith that we should be concentrating on that can bring us all back together. Cruise through history next spring. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime event. Make sure you join us. Just find out all of the information. It is an all-inclusive, including airfare and all gratuities, all-inclusive trip. Comesailaway.com. Go right now to comesailaway.com. Philip K. Howard is a, uh, is a leader of, uh, of government and legal system uh, reform in America. He, uh, he's written a new book called Try Common Sense, but he's also the guy who wrote The Death of Common Sense and the Collapse of the Common Good, kind of a theme uh, that he's been working on for a while. You might have seen his TED Talk. Uh, I didn't know this until after uh, we decided to uh, book him. But he is—he uh, was the chairperson of the tribute in light for uh, the 9-11 memorial that is, I was here at the time, it was one of the most stunning things and moving things I have ever seen. It's an honor to meet you, sir. Great to be with you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I want to go through uh, some of these things. You say the profile of a practical society, um, and, and let me just run through these. Uh, quickly, and then we're going to come back and, and dissect. Uh, profile of a practical society features the following characteristics. Regulators, police, unsafe conduct, not correctness. Regulation will be more effective, less disruptive when regulators and citizens alike focus on avoiding actual harm. How politically incorrect of you.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, how basic. I mean, that's the role of laws to prevent harm. It's not to tell us how to live our lives. It's not... To replace freedom, Washington basically has written so many rules, they're trying to replace our freedom. They're suffocating people. Right?
0: They think that their job is to um, protect people, in many cases, from themselves or whoever they deem as the bad guy, where— wait, they're making us all into bad guys in many ways.
4: Yeah, that's right. No one can comply with thousands of rules. You know, it's interesting. They lost the idea of law. Law is supposed to be outer boundaries, protect against people breaching your contracts, committing crimes, polluting. Well, that's mm. fine. And, mm-hmm. that's, and the whole point of that is to make everybody feel more free and to define the field of freedom where people can get along or not have disagreements and and follow their star on mm-hmm. a field of freedom. And what happened beginning about 50 years ago is they got the idea that they would tell people how to do everything correctly. And so they reached like vines reaching in from the outside. They started wrapping around our toes and our necks telling us how mm-hmm. to how to teach a classroom and how to what forms to fill out even though nobody read them for mm-hmm. Making clean apples at the mm-hmm. orchard or whatever, it, you know, and it made no sense, and it drives people nuts, and it doesn't work. So, which is which?
0: Wh- where's the? Which is the chicken, and which is the egg? Because part of it, when you have, you know, when you buy a lawnmower and it says on the lawnmower, "Do not use on roof," you know that's <laughs> because somebody used it up on the roof and then tried to sue them. Well, yeah, so is it? Was it the? A tur- I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I want those people who see a lawnmower and go, I could use that on my roof. I want you to use it on the roof because it's right. just survival right. of the fittest in some ways. But is it, was it the government or was it the attorneys going and
4: suing everybody? It's, um, it, well, it, basically, if you have the idea that you want to warn or prohibit against anything that might go wrong, you have some dweeb in a back office somewhere writing every rule and writing every warning um not realizing that if you have too many warnings it's like crying wolf there's no it's like no warning at all it's It's like white noise
0: i was i i was at the um i think it's at the south rim is it the south rim or the i I don't remember it's the native american rim of the canyon and you can walk up i mean to the edge Okay, it is a terrifying. Your butt is clenched for like a mm. week after that experience. Uh, and I said to you know one of the guys, I said, "How many people die here?" And he said, "Funny, we don't have any problem." And I said, "What? Really?" And he said, "No, you guys in America," is a Native American telling me, "You guys in America." You have so many warnings and so many walls and so many gates. People actually climb over your walls because they think they wouldn't make a wall that I could climb over if they didn't really want me to do it. So it's safe. We are actually doing great damage because people don't think for themselves.
4: They don't think for themselves. They're not alert. there, There are lots of studies of this. It's counterproductive. The warnings are counterproductive. I mean... My favorite warning was on a five-inch fishing lure. It said, caution, harmful if swallowed. And, <laughs> and, and, and he sort of scoped into it and it's because it turned out that the, the hook had lead in it or something. But you know, like nobody's going to swallow it. It's <laughs> right. like completely, and, it's completely and, idiotic. And if you did swallow it, everyone
0: would know that's harmful. Right. Let me let me uh, go to point number two. Government is accountable.
4: Really, really important. The whole basis of the Constitution was to give not tell people how to do things, but to give people in government responsibility and to have a mechanism for accountability. That's what democracy is supposed to be. It's a mechanism for accountability. You don't like the people in office. They're not doing a good job. You like new people. But that requires that they be in charge of the people who work for government. Mm-hmm. So now nobody's in charge. So I wrote an essay, and I'm arguing this in try common sense. The civil service system, federal civil services, without any question, violates Article Two of the Constitution because, um, because Congress subjected the president to collective bargaining in a law mm-hmm. in 1978, which means he can't fire anybody, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of learning, a lot of discussion by Madison early on. So Even that,
0: FDR was against that.
4: Yes. If, if there's any power inherent in the executive, it's the power to hire and fire. If you break that link in the chain, there is no accountability. And you wonder why it doesn't matter whom you elect. Mm-hmm. You keep electing new people, expecting mm-hmm. things to work differently, and mm-hmm. it's just the ship just sails on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this democracy is run by dead people, right? Yeah, it's run by all the people who wrote all these laws, forty, fifty, you know, regulations, mm-hmm. forty, fifty years ago, and you can't even fire the people for b- badly uh, enforcing them. You know,
0: I think there there was one place where I think the founders didn't see the future. They didn't see a future where. Greedy, power-hungry people would gladly give their power up because they didn't want accountability. Yes, and are. these these um, uh, you know d- divisions now these these giant bureaucracies where the Congress says, "Okay, you guys make the laws. No, that's your job. You guys make the laws." There is no accountability because.
4: Who the hell do I complain right, to? Right, right. Ask yourself any, th- any stupid thing. Uh, okay, who's responsible for that? And the answer to that is nobody. Correct. Nobody, because oh, the rule made me do it. You know, it's, it's yeah. that. It's it's the, it, that's a system of democracy that's no longer functioning. And that's why it's got to get rebooted. Um,
0: uh, the third one: public schools have similar freedoms as charter schools. What does that mean?
4: Oh boy. I mean, we have so bureaucratized public schools. People have, Over 20 states now have more non-instructional personnel than teachers. So there are a bunch of people filling out forms. That's where your tax dollars are going. They're filling out forms instead of teaching the kids. I mean, it's literally, combine that with special ed, and you've basically probably wasted about two, a third or more of the money of the, of, of the budget. There's no reason in the world why local communities can't run their local schools the way they want exactly to do. Exactly right. There's no reason in the world. And by the yes, way- Yes, there is.
0: Department of Education. Right,
4: right. Well, the Department of Education yeah. needs to go, or, and actually the Trump administration has proposed merging it with the Labor Department, which I think actually makes a lot of sense. But even if you have any role for the federal government, it ought to be as a distant trustee making yes. sure they don't you know, discriminate or something. Yeah. It shouldn't be getting involved in daily choices where- The principal of one school in Brooklyn told me last year she spends all Friday afternoon filling out forms saying that they did things they didn't do in Hmm. order to protect the teachers from having to worry about all this bureaucracy. And she has a very effective school. So her job as an effective principal is to lie to the bureaucracy.
0: You know, I I have a uh, a collection of of items from history. And one of my favorites is a shooting target of a teddy bear that was put out uh, by Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an engraving of a teddy bear uh, and uh, it's got targets all over him. And he used this as a way to try to convince the schools all across America he wanted to have a shooting range in every school. Now, to show you how much America has changed, they were not upset about the government saying you should have a shooting range and we should teach kids how to use guns. They were outraged that the federal government thought that they had a role to tell them anything right. that they should be doing in their local right, community.
4: Right. Can, can you imagine how much better people would feel about their local communities if they had actual input into how the schools ran and where bad teachers could be fired um, there was a teacher
0: please. there was
4: a teacher just this
0: week that was uh, said uh, you know i I can't tell you that the Holocaust is even factual or real history they weren't fired they were just transferred to another job.
4: You, you know, um, can, can we talk about accountability for one second? Mm-hmm. Accountability in an organization, people think of it and we naturally think of it as let's get rid of the bad people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you do want to get rid of the bad people. But the reason you need accountability in government and in schools and such is for a positive reason, which is that it's only when you know everybody else is in your group, your school, or whatever, it's mm-hmm. going to be trying hard that you feel good about trying hard yourself, yes. that you have pride in your school, Correct. that you have the energy. And if you know that job performance doesn't matter in a, in government or in a school or stuff, in what anything. does that do to the energy? It's like putting a ho- hole in a balloon.
0: Every Every American has worked at a job where we have said, I don't know if that person has pictures of the boss with sheep or what it is. But they should have been fired long ago. And when they're not, right. morale goes down and you never accomplish anything. Um, we're going to come back in just a second. Um, a fascinating uh, conversation. I think a great book that everyone should read. Try Common Sense, Replacing Failed Ideologies of the Left and the Right. Try Common Sense. It's by Philip K. Howard. More in just a second. In one minute, we'll return first. Our sponsor is Goldline, the four coin collection of 1881 five dollar Liberty United States gold coins. These are the half eagle. They were in heavy use in the 1800s. These were the these were the coins people had when we were building the the railroad. Uh, these are the coins. My daughter is uh, going to be performing at Carnegie Hall on on Friday with the Millennial Choir, and uh, and I can't wait. These, but these are the coins. That built Carnegie Hall. They were half eagles. They were $5. They're a little more expensive than $5 now. But they tell the story of our American heritage with Lady Liberty surrounded by 13 stars with the original 13 colonies in the back. The eagle is there with the shield and the olive branch and the arrows in its talons. Our compassion and our strength. They are a great collector's item. uh, But they're also, I think, a good investment if you look for gold or silver. Uh, call Goldline and ask them why I particularly like to buy these kinds of coins. may be insane you know in your estimation, but you're smart enough to do your own homework. Uh, call and get all of the information. The number is 866 goldline 1866 goldline or goldline.com. 10 seconds station ID. So, um, Philip, when, when you're talking about common sense, this one is so clear. This is your fourth point. Um, and it is so clear, and yet we're going in exactly the opposite direction. And that is doctors should focus on care, not metrics and paperwork. Most of the costs that we have, you can go to a doctor and you say, I'm going to pay cash. You're not paying right. the usual fee. Yeah. It's because they know they don't have to worry about paperwork. And now with opioids, it's worse.
4: Yeah. 30% of the American health care dollar goes to administration. That's a trillion dollars. That's a million dollars per physician, mainly on paperwork. Wow. So, so you, you know, the, the, the Democratic candidates all so talk about Medicare for all and such. They're completely missing the point. The, it's a crisis of cost. And the crisis of cost is largely a question of too much bureaucracy and not, a much, not enough both freedom and accountability of the doctors. You know, there's no market at work. There's no skin in the game. The most socialistic countries, like in Scandinavia, that have health care for everybody, they make people have skin in the game. You've got to pay a portion of your fees. And if you do that, what happens is that people use them more reasonably, right? Correct. It's common sense.
0: It's, it's so I, – I say this all the time because I am in a position in my life where I can pay, you know, cash for things and I have insurance for catastrophic, me personally. Um, and I'll go to my doctor and I'll say, okay, where can I get this test done where I can get it done right, can get it done quickly, and I'm not paying an arm and a leg? Oh, go here. And you go there and it's reasonable, right? you know, and you, is there anything that I can do? Uh, is there a drug that is cheaper than that does the same thing? They all, none of them, none of them are like, well, I'm not sure. They all say, oh, you're paying for it for yourself. Um, yeah. And then they write a prescription sure. for something sure. else.
4: Sure. So, so we have this system, well, like our government in general, where it's literally out of anyone's control.
0: Right workplace isn't a legal minefield, point number five.
4: Oh, my God. People have to be free to be themselves. I mean, there's no greater uh, barrier between people of different races or genders or religions and stuff than being scared that anything you say could turn into a, you know, kind of a lawsuit or something. It's completely counterproductive. This notion that you might get fired because you tell a bad joke. I mean, I have this idea that we should have like five bisques you know, you're, you should be able to say every year five things that are completely inappropriate without any... <laughs> it's know, like without, a video yeah. game
0: where you have a life. Yeah, you yeah. get five lives. Yeah, yeah, I right. need
4: five lives because because you want people to be... The point of being in a free country is to be yourself. Right. And by the way, people do have different values. They do have uh, different ways of going. And in a free society, we ought to be able to to congregate with those people, like the Mormons in Utah and the Hasidic Jews are in Williamsburg, right. you know, people of alike values and religions like to be together. What's wrong with that? America
0: encouraged at, that. You look in Manhattan, no matter how diverse Manhattan is as a whole, you have Chinatown, you have Little Italy, you have... It, people congregate right. with their like. You have the upper east side, which is generally conservative. You have the upper west side, which, and believe me, if I as a conservative <laughs> want to go live on the west side, it ain't going to be easy. You know, they'll vote me out of that building. Forget their diversity crap. Right, right. Um, last one quickly. How much? How much time do I have? I have one minute, and then we're going to take a break, and I, I want to get to your principles. Um, but uh, children should be allowed to run around. A Men.
4: Oh, my God. It is crazy. We have taken away the authority of parents. You know, and we've made parents feel so terrified that any any normal risk is somehow a sin yeah. that we're actually making it so that our children will not be resourceful. They'll not be successful. They'll not be able to compete with all the kids in other countries that are learning how to be resourceful right. by being kids. And right. stuff. It's madness. There's There are several groups— Starting to work on this now, but it's going to require a major push and legal protection to get this back. It's
0: going to take a complete reboot, and we talk about that when we come back.
1: You're listening to Glenn
0: Beck. All right, so when I first moved to uh, Texas, I lived in Texas in the 1980s, and it was a great place. Um, and everybody had boots, and everybody had a hat, and everybody had belt. It's not like that anymore. But people still wear boots down there. And I like to wear boots uh, on occasion. I like to wear boots when I'm on vacation. I'm I'm up the ranch and wearing boots every single day. But I don't want the boots that you're getting. You know, I'm not going to say the name of these brands, the famous brands down in Texas, because they're like $5,000. And you're like, who's wearing these? Who's wearing $5,000 boots? So you want a great boot you want a boot that fits you you want a boot that looks good is high quality if you could have it handmade 200 steps in the process all handmade how are you going to afford that well most people can't so they buy a crappy boot off of you know the the shelves here's here's a great boot it's uh tokovis tokovis they're about half the price of, you know, any of the fancy boots. They're Actually, they're a lot less than half the price of the real fancy boots. Um, Tecovis, you can get them online. They cut out the middleman, and that's how they're affordable. Tecovis.com
2: slash Beck. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. Glenn, Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, Pat Gray, all in one location. Use promo code Glenn for $10 off at blaze
1: slash Glenn.
0: Philip Howard is the author of a book called Try Common Sense, which I think is the everybody says burn the system down. The left, the right said burn the system down, drain the swamp. Uh, Donald Trump said, uh, I mean, uh, Barack Obama said hope and change. But nobody is saying burn it down for what hope and change change to what Uh, The only ones that are offering a an alternative view now are the socialists. And they're saying, yeah, we'll get rid of the free market system and we're going to replace it with this. They're not even being honest about what the replacement really is, but they're they are actually talking about this system doesn't work. So we're going to try something new that's going to catch up to all of the politicians who are eating around the fringes. It's why Donald Trump was supported was because he was the wrecking ball. Now, if you couple this with what you're talking about, you have a positive vision that I think both left and right, not left, Democrats and Republicans and most of the right can come around.
4: Yeah, which is give back to people the freedom to take responsibility. But, I it's, mean, but it's, yeah.
0: not, it's more than just that. You'll hear that from politicians. But you actually are outlining how to do it. Um, You say, look, for instance, let's just go through these quickly. Restore individual responsibility.
4: Yeah. You govern for goals and then you give people responsibility, whether they meet them or not. That's it. But you let people fill up the whole teach the classroom, whatever it is in their own way, do their best and be accountable for how they do.
0: Uh, Revive individual accountability.
4: You cannot have a healthy government. You cannot have a democracy. You cannot have a good society unless other, everybody is accountable for whether they're pulling their share.
0: So that's not possible in the system that we have right now.
4: No, you've got to get rid of the idea of lawsuits over I was treated unfairly. Forget it. Just cut it out. You can preserve anti-discrimination laws, but they have to be focused on patterns or practices or other things. Not I personally should have gotten a promotion.
0: Social justice is out the window.
4: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, right. all this victimization stuff that you see on the campus so and un-America. stuff is so un-American. All it does is take away everyone else's freedom. And not only that, it crushes the soul of the individual.
0: My father said to me one time, uh, I was whining about something, and he said, Oh, my gosh, you're right. You had a really tough life. You've gone through a lot of tough things. And I said, I did. And he said, You know, make a list of those things and then call me back. And so I did. And I was, Oh, poor me. Blah, blah. <laughs> and I got about three of them in, and I realized— Wait a minute, these, all, these were horrible things, but they all turned out to be good. Right. I, I'm where I'm at because of those things in a positive way. So victimization, playing the victim your whole
4: life, gets you nowhere. Well, it makes people miserable. Yes. It makes, it makes the person who, who's thinking that way miserable. Right. You know, and and, and so gives many the people studies. who
0: uh, the people who enable them power over those people.
4: Yeah, that's right, and it and it and it and its goal is to disempower other people, as you see on the campuses with political correctness and you know all that stuff. You know, you can't teach King Lear because they're right. misogynistic or something. Right. You know, I mean, give me a break. Right. Go transfer schools if you don't like it. Don't take the class.
0: So you have uh, number three is bureaucracy is evil. I have a guy who's working for me now who was I don't even know what his job was, but he said I couldn't take it anymore when we were sitting around in a room and we had a bunch of attorneys and they were trying to decide how far away the desk should be from the wall. Should it be four inches or six inches or maybe eight inches? And he said, I finally just got up and I moved the damn desk. And I said, whatever it is right here.
4: Yeah, exactly. Right. So I talk a lot about this and try common sense. But first, bureaucracy is stupid. We know it's stupid. Apple orchard um, has a rule. You've got to cover the cloth of the apples when they're picked and coming back to the barn. And this one case, it was like took about three minutes. Why? To protect the apples against bird droppings. Well, those apples have been growing on the trees for five months (laughs) with no protection by the federal government Mm -hmm. against bird droppings, and they're going to go to the barn to get washed. It's a completely idiotic rule. So people know it's idiotic, but it's worse than that because when you make people focus on filling out forms and checklists, that means they're not thinking about actually – the student in front of them or the resident of the nursing Mm -hmm. home or solving Mm -hmm. the problem
0: or any kind of innovation
4: or any kind of innovation. And so it literally makes people go brain dead. There's psychological studies. I said it uses up all of what's called a working memory. So you can't access the smart part of your brain, which is in your subconscious where your experience and values Mm -hmm. and instincts Mm -hmm. are. And so Americans hate it for a reason because they go through the day being forced to think about things that they know don't matter, yes. and it prevents them from being from from, from, from making creating, a difference. Yeah, in, from in,
0: creating in, value. What they think, I want to do something of value. I want to do something that means something, and they spend a lot it, of time. I was taught by a, a a great guy when I was very young. He said, "Why did you do that?" And I said, "Well, I, you know." breaking the rules blah 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 and he said it's cool to be a rule breaker i'm a rule breaker but until you know what the rule is don't break it (laughs) you have to know what the rule is and then you have to have a reason to break it because it's it because you've you've invented something or you've come up with something different and and that's what's stopping us is the rules are so complex and so all-encompassing all you're doing is just trying to stay yeah, within and, the lines,
4: and you can't. And so now the presumption is that you can't. Instead of being free, which is what we're supposed to be in a free society, if mm-hmm. the Constitution gave us, uh, the presumption is you can't do something unless it's specifically allowed. Just like the Soviet Union, because you know you don't know all the rules. Correct. So there was this program in California a few years ago for waivers for schools to give them more flexibility, right? So mm-hmm. that some agency came up with this waiver program. So they started getting these applications from all these schools to ask for waivers. Well, it turned out that all the things they were asking for, they were able to do without a waiver. Wow. They just assumed they couldn't do anything.
0: My son said to me, I knew there was a change in, the, <laughs> in society when my 13-year-old son at the time said to me, we were watching something. uh, It was a piece of old news or an old movie. uh, And uh, there was something politically correct in it. And he's incorrect. And he said, how did the government ever allow this movie to be made? (laughs) And I was like, he's growing up in my house, you know? And I'm like, son, (laughs) you got it all upside down. Um, Let's go to, and this is the hard part. Reboot government programs.
4: Um, it's hard only because Washington is is organized to avoid it. But there's not one federal program that isn't broken. Correct. Even the ones that have good, the reason they're broken is because nobody goes back and adapts them for unintended consequences. The special uh, special ed law for special needs kids, we needed that law. We weren't taking care of those kids. That's fine. But nobody intended it to become a bureaucratic nightmare that uses up 25 to 30 percent of the total K to 12 budget in this country. Wow. But now it has this constituency of people who make money on it and and the parents, and nobody will change it. Well, so we've got to actually have a big reboot system, every program.
0: Uh, Appoint recodification commissions with the job of uh, proposing new codes in each area. This one kind of makes me nervous because, you know, you know what happened under FDR and it's right. what's happening now with uh, with Facebook and Google. They want to be at the table yeah. creating new regulations.
4: That, that's right. But the point of these. So so I'm I'm big on giving people responsibility, but not power. So so I would give these committees. I was talking to a congressman today mm-hmm. about it. I would give these committees the job. And personally, I want to run the committee. So I, it, so, <laughs> so, so I trust myself. But the the job of simplifying regs pursuant to these principles. So the whole point would be not to add to regulation, but to subtract it and make it more human and understandable Mm -hmm. and such. But but the commissions only propose it. Congress still has to pass it. Congress. Yeah, Congress. I mean, that's the job in our Constitution. Congress still has to pass it. So, so the only point, but Congress can't write them because you can't negotiate with 535 people, each of whom has their special right. you know, constituency right. they want to help. It'll just end up being this, this, this complete tangle, right? So you need to give it, it's the way it's always been worked. We have something called the Uniform Commercial Code in this country that's contract law that applies to all the states and all mm-hmm. the states adopt. It's very simple so that if you're doing business in all the states, you kind of know what the rules are. They're the mm-hmm. same, Basically, Mm -hmm. well, that was written by a small committee of five people, and then it got adopted by the different states. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna have to because we're gonna run out of time, I have to go through a couple of these uh, quickly. Uh, Courts must defend boundaries of reasonableness, I think that's self explanatory. Uh, Give communities ownership of local services, sounds great. Uh, uh, Move agencies out of Washington, been saying this for a long time. I want to move Congress out of Washington, there's no reason. That we have to have them all in one yeah, place. Yeah.
4: Washington is toxic.
0: Yes, it is. Um, and but you have two here that I want to talk about. Litmus test for public choices must be the common good. This worries me because Google is trying to do the common good. Um, others try to do once. Once businesses try mm-hmm. to do things for the common good, uh, they they start to social engineer. Yeah, so yeah. How no,
4: do you- no, no. Yeah, I'm not for business doing things to become good. It's just that a law, uh, when you use state power, the only justification in my view for state power is you're going to make freedom better. You're going to enhance okay, freedom. So- you're going to enhance services. But what right now, the way law is being used is to benefit this group or that group correct and so so, so, is, so what i'm saying is if you can't justify it as being better for everybody then you can't do it
0: okay um the uh the last one i wanted to go to is reorganize congress yeah now i'm a big uh mission statement guy the right. first two paragraphs of the declaration of independence right. that's our mission uh, our our instruction manual on how to build that right. uh, is, it's clearly it's been run by guys forever because we don't read our instruction manual which is the constitution and we haven't read that forever um, you, when you say reorganize you mean reorganize based on these principles yes okay how do you reorganize it
4: well um you go back to, you know, right now, Congress doesn't do its job. It doesn't oversee the regulations that the agency's nope. right. It never goes back and fixes old laws. Nope. All those programs are broken. It sees its job. It's just passing more and more new laws. Yep. So it's like a, so we don't have a code of law. We've got a junk pile. Mm-hmm. We have a junk pile of stuff that's piled up for a century. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what I think most people recommend is you give much more authority to committees so that you know who is, it's just a small group of people who are making decisions about mm-hmm. how to fix it. They can be accountable. Mm-hmm. And and I would give them more authority to fix old laws by saying, if they come up with an amendment and it's approved by, say, two-thirds of the committee and the minority leader, so there's some bipartisan indicia, mm-hmm. everybody else will vote for it. So you can actually start cleaning out the stable.
0: And... This is not just adding to the laws. This is weeding the garden.
4: It's we, It's all about weeding. No, my, my, my rule is all about weeding. It's not about, they can't do it with new laws. It's all about weeding. There's no weeding that's gone on in our lifetime.
0: I am, I'm thrilled uh, to meet you. And I'm thrilled to know that you have the ear of very prominent people. And you have uh, worked with the president on his corporate board and uh, and uh, thrilled that somebody is talking about this because a reboot is coming whether we like it or not because if we don't do it just the laws of nature are going to force a collapse on this because it's not it doesn't work it wasn't built to do Wait, this
4: changes here you know the voters your listeners there's the incredible wisdom in the people who are listening to you they know that the system is broken and no one's giving them, as you said earlier, a coherent new vision about how to fix it. And so what we need to do is bind, come together behind a principled vision that is based on constitutional framework Mm -hmm. that, that relies on the American character and the the idea of responsibility and self-reliance and accountability. Those are timeless.
0: You are, um, uh, and I know because I, I rewrote uh, Common Sense, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago. Uh, and I did it um, arrogantly, I think, in some ways as, a, as an ode to Thomas Paine. And I say mm-hmm. arrogantly because who can do that? But this is what you're doing. That's why it's try common sense. Right. Um, because this is Thomas Paine. These are the problems. Here are the solutions. And they all make sense. Yes, it's good to have you. I'd love it's, to have you for a podcast so we can spend more time.
4: Let's do it. It's It's great to be with you, Glenn.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, uh back in just a second. Our sponsor, this half hour, uh is uh Take of Us, uh Tecovis. Tecovis. Uh Tecovis, uh, as I've you know been telling you this morning, makes great boots. They make twice the quality of a similarly priced boot. Uh, they have lizard and, and alligator, alligator and ostrich. They are a company that was started by two guys in Texas who are like, you know what? There's no reason that, you know, good clothing, good boots, good belts, leather products have to be this expensive. So what they've done is they cut out the middleman. So uh, personally, I wear their jeans all the time uh, and I love their jeans. Their jeans are great. Their belts are great. Uh, Their boots are really comfortable out of the box. You don't have to break them in. And that's the key on an expensive boot. They'll always say, well, they fit you perfectly like a glove. You know, it's weird. These do too. And uh, they cost a fraction of that. It's to It's spelled T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. It's a couple of entrepreneurs that said we can do a better job and get people into the things that they like for a lot less if we just cut out all the crap. It's common sense. Tacovis.com slash Beck. Tacovis.com slash Beck. Jeffrey Epstein, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. I I think Donald Trump uh, looks really good in this. The minute he found out Years ago, this guy had propositioned a a young underage girl at one of his clubs. He banned him from the club right away. And now, news story from the woman who's been following this and been the catalyst of this story, she now says that Acosta has a reason for the plea deal. Jason, she
2: says, she and a few people are catching on to this. She said, "Quote: Acosta said I was told Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone." I mean, whoa. I mean, that's that true. That is interesting. Ha! Yeah, who said that? And that's the kind
0: of stuff that a well-connected man could have said You're in his behalf.